0: Welcome to Unity of Tucson. This is the third Sunday of Advent, and so there are a couple of things that are happening. Uh, Number one, we are continuing our exploration of this thing called life, because that's what the theme for the month of December is. Uh, Life, the power of life, and within the power of life, we're looking specifically at some of these attributes of the themes of Advent. Now, this morning, (laughs) I'm going to call myself out, and I'm going to call out the Unity Movement, because the Unity Movement has done something funny. Uh, I just want to acknowledge, so there's like a there's something happening in the monitors that is really loud to my ear. Just letting you know, if there's something you can do about it, it would be amazing. <laughs> there we go, it's gone. Yes, thank you. Um, so it's the third Sunday of Advent. Now, in unity, for some reason, they have swapped the themes of the Sundays. In, in traditional Christianity, today would be all about joy, but, uh, and the fourth Sunday of Advent. I don't know what that's all about. The the fourth Sunday of Advent would be all about um, love, right? But in unity, we have switched it. So we celebrate on the third Sunday, love, and on the fourth Sunday, joy. Um, So we're going to go with love today. (laughs) So before, actually, now I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, I shouldn't have gotten there yet. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be a day. Can you tell? (laughs) I want to talk a little bit more about the song because there's a lyric in the song actually that's going to launch me into talking about love today. The lyric that I love, one of my favorite lyrics from this entire song is this, I believe that somewhere in the darkest night a candle glows. I believe. Now, can you affirm that perhaps is a belief that you carry? I'm not here to tell you what to believe, but just check in with yourself. Is that a belief that you maybe can carry in your own heart? I believe That somewhere in the darkest night, a a candle glows. Now, we use the metaphor of light a lot. Lots of candles and the peace candle. And we light the flames of faith and everything, right? We use it a lot. And that's because I approach my entire ministry with this understanding that you are the light that these candles are simply representations of that which is inherently you. That the core of love that runs through all of these traditions is the core of love, the same core of love that runs and expresses by means of you. This candle of peace, this light of peace, is the same light of peace that is who you are. And I have found that to be very beneficial in my life, to remember that I get to shine the light of love and that my light can never be diminished unless I decide for it to be diminished. And so we're not lighting Advent candles here, as is tradition. Um, But if we were lighting Advent candles, today would be the candle we light for love. So the message, the ultimate message for me today is this, that we each and every one of us step up to answer the call of love. To answer the call of love that is both out there and within our own hearts, in the daily word today, um, I loved what was written about love in the daily word today. It, it, the, the the daily word described love today as both a noun and a verb, which it is. It is both a feeling and an intention, and I will go so far as to say, and I think I will have support in this room, that love is the most important intention that we can move forward in life with. Love is primary. Love is primary. It surpasses all other ideas and all across all religious ideologies. It surpasses all other ideas. So today, are we willing to answer the call to love? Our mission statement, the very first two words of our mission statement are love only. To what degree are you living that if you choose to live it? I choose to live it. Sometimes I fall down. I said a couple weeks ago, you know, that uh, I've had times in my life where I've lost my temper. That's not a very loving response to situations. But I have worked in my life to not lose my temper because it's so much better on the other side of it to be love. In the Gospel of Matthew, I'm doing some scripture today. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is questioned by one of the Pharisees. And this question is asked, Teacher, Which commandment is the greatest? Teacher, which commandment is the greatest? This is Jesus' reply. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. So let me just ask you, is there any part of that that triggers you? I'm like, am I really waiting for a response? I'm not really sure. (laughs) That's, yes, because it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, right? What if we understand the Lord to mean, as it does, the spiritual I am that I am? That's That's what Lord means. The spiritual, inherent I am that I am. And so what this is saying, the Lord your God, you shall love the activity of your own spiritual I am with all your mind and all your heart. Seeming dualism, but it's not at all what is meant here. This is the call, the first and only, the true commandment that we love. God is the wholeness, the allness, right? That's what we teach here. God is everything there is. There is no God out there. And so when we say God, what we're saying is the allness, the creative essence of the universe. What we are saying is God being a synonym for love. So love, love, love it all. Love every single person you encounter, whether you like them or not. Love, Love with all your mind and all your heart. That is the only commandment. It's the only thing really, well, I mean, we teach a lot of things here. but It's the thing that I always choose to root myself back to. In what way can I be more loving? In what way can I express more love? In what way can I accept more love? How do I live within the infinite circulation of love without ever putting a kink in the flow? Who am I in this? And is everyone I encounter a reflection of the inherent love that I am? The only answer to that is yes. That's the only answer. Here's another thing to consider about that quote that I know. I know I've just taken it away, but in that scripture quote, the word love is a translation from the Greek word agape. You ever hear of that word? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a clarity that the the Greek language uh, looks at in terms of defining different ways and aspects and being Love. I mean, there, I think I've done a talk in the past, there are like nine different words for love in the Greek language. So in this particular um, scripture passage, the original Greek is agape. And agape is not about the love we derive. It's not about an affectionate, loving feeling. It's about a welcoming beingness that we inherently are. It is that inner sense rather than the outer activity of love that this passage is referring to. And so when you have a little bit more clarity around that, the call for each and every one of us is to be a welcoming beingness of love. And yet, the outer activity, right? Because here's the thing. We oftentimes try to derive the love. We try to get it from out there. We're trying to just want the love, right? And anyone have that? Uh, I spent a lot of my life wanting love, and it got me into a lot of really bad situations because I wanted love more than I had a welcoming beingness in reflection for myself. And so I've had some challenges. Well, I don't have any challenges in that anymore because I learned my lesson many times. (laughs) But the last time I learned it was the last time I learned it. So the outer activity is a direction of the inner beingness. So if we recognize ourselves as that welcome, welcoming beingness of love, then everything in our experience is the unfoldment of that welcoming beingness. Too often, I think, we try to derive it from out there. This is what it is. This is the call. This is what it is to be love right where we are, right where we are, and let the inner love direct and inform our outer lives, no matter what. Catch that? No matter what. (laughs) We're talking unconditional love here. So here's the thing. If we are unconditionally engaged in this beingness, this wholeness of being as love... We should not do it for the purposes of having it returned to us. It must be unconditional. Here's the good news, though. If you live that life, then it is returned to you. But if we are out there requiring that it be returned to us, it's going to be a rough go. It's going to be a rough go. So my question today is this, of the many questions that I ask every single week, which I invite you to ponder. Where do you... And, and, and I really would like you to ponder an answer to this question. Where do you set the limit on what you are willing to do to bring people together in love? I'm going to say that question again because I know it's a lot of words. Where do you set the limit on what you are willing to do to bring people together in love? Are you willing... To face places of discomfort within yourself, to ensure the comfort of others, to love so unconditionally that you find that place in your heart that is uncomfortable with it. Are you willing to do that? What is discomfort? Here's the thing about discomfort. Discomfort is self-imposed limitation. That's it. Any sense of discomfort is something that we have imposed upon ourselves. It's may, maybe something that we have learned along the way and adopted without realizing we're adopting it. Some idea that when we are pressed up against it and faced with it, it brings up within us an expression and an experience of discomfort. But you're the ones who are in charge of that discomfort. So, are you willing to face any discomfort within yourself to ensure the comfort of others. There's a show on HBO Max that I have been watching for the last... It's in its third season now. Uh, Third season just started being released this past week. It's a show called We're Here. Yeah, it's a great show. Such a good show. Um, And I'm going to explain to you the construct of this show. It is three... Drag queens that travel around the country, going into small communities and putting on drag shows with people in those communities, inviting people in those communities who are in the who are in the Alphabet Mafia, the LGBTQIA uh, world, um, and allies. I mean, the A is for allies, right? Inviting allies to participate in this. And oftentimes, I love when they bring the allies in to participate in this expression and in this experience because they are there to say, I fully, wholly support you through my discomfort into understanding the ways in which you may have been marginalized. You know, there's someone who very famously worked with the marginalized. His name was Jesus. (laughs) I think sometimes people forget that. So, in what way are—and I will recommend this show. Watch the show; it's fantastic. But it it really—it brings up the question for me: To what degree am I living in my own discomfort around my life, and how am I choosing to move forward? How do I choose to be? True unconditional love is not always comfortable. It requires deep self-reflection. True unconditional love is not always comfortable. This is mirrored in Buddhism. This construct is mirrored in Buddhism as well. Seeing themselves in others, those who are in a state of higher consciousness, feel compassion for all and hold only positive thoughts about them. That's the call. Knowing who we are as love means that we understand that about every single person we encounter and hold positive thoughts only, loving thoughts only about them. I'm having a moment because I feel like the words are lower than they usually are today. Like, I think I messed up in my formatting. Anyway, uh, compassion. I want to talk about compassion. Compassion in the Buddhist sensibility is unconditional love. Now, you can look at the root of the word compassion, and it means to suffer. Did you know that? To suffer with is what compassion means, but I love articulating it and reclaiming that word as unconditional love. So is this possible for you? And it's, This is a rhetorical question. Is this possible for you? Is this how you choose to live your life? I strive, like I said before, I strive to live this in every single moment, even in the face of utter challenge. Oh... <sighs> So what challenges you to the idea and by the idea of love only? In what way are you faced with those challenges in your everyday life? Because if you are faced with those challenges, it has nothing to do with out there. It has everything to do with what's right here. And if you are willing to take a look at that and understand that it is possible for you to move beyond that seeming challenge by love only, your life is Will get better and those experiences will dissipate and eventually completely fall away. You will not have those experiences anymore. I'm still working on it. I'm going to give you all an out. I'm letting you all off the hook because I still work on it sometimes. (laughs) When it shows up, which is rarer, it's more and more rare that it shows up in my life. So what challenges you by the idea of love only? Last week, um, we had feedback from a guest who was here for the very first time. And I don't usually talk about um, these kinds of things because it was not good feedback. I know, everybody's going, what? What?" It happens. Um, I don't get myself lost in that, but I was really thinking about it a lot because I thought to myself, you know what, we strive to be a loving community here, and one person's experience means that there's more than one person who's had the experience that this person outlined. And I just want to acknowledge that they, wrote and said that they did not feel seen or acknowledged. Now, I do what I can to ensure... This is somebody who said, I did stand up. And, you know, we say, you are magnificent. And still, did not feel seen or acknowledged. Mostly because of the experience they had socially afterwards. It made me think about how we get lost in our own comfort in our community. This happens. And we tend towards being with those with whom we have developed a level of comfort. This is natural, and there's no blame here. I just want to be very clear there is nothing wrong with that. And I would love for those of us who are longtime active members of this community to actively engage with others as well, more consistently. So this is a call to each and every one of us to engage. There are people who are joining us here for the very first time today. Are you willing to to acknowledge their level of comfort with being approached, and it's a game we play too, right? But acknowledge the level of comfort with them being approached and say hello. That's what it takes, say hello, make a connection. Because when I say we are a community that is rooted in love only, I mean it. I mean it. I want us to demonstrate in the world of expression the love that we claim we are within. Take a moment to look around this room. Just take a look. Catch the eye of other people. Maybe catch the eye of someone whom you may have never noticed before or may be new to you. Just see the light of love in this room. I want to acknowledge everyone who's watching online that while we cannot see your faces, we acknowledge the energy and the presence of love that you are see the God essence in the faces of every single person you experience. I look around and I see such magnificence. I see such beauty. I see infinite joy. And I am so grateful for the opportunity that I have every week to stand up here and see you, which is why I wanted you to turn around and see each other. Because this, this is a great place to be, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to be able to see. But take the opportunity to look around and acknowledge and, and, and love people up. That's the call today. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night, a candle glows. You are that candle. You are that light of love. You get to shine through that darkest night. And I wanted to end today with this from the Tao. The world is transformed by those who love all people, just as you love yourself. That's how we transform the world, by loving others in the way that we love ourselves. So many of us want a better world. That's how it begins. That's how it begins. Right where we are, it begins with love only. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. The homework this week is very simple. Make a loving connection with somebody new. You can do that today, or you can do it out there in the big, scary world. <laughs> Purposefully make a connection with somebody new, with love in your heart. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.